0: Appreciate out your podcast coming your way. Episode 464, Steve Smith and the Rickster Ricky V. Rock.
1: Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there?
0: So in this episode, we're going to go over a little bit more about Boston Lloyd. I did a uh, hardcore episode with the Mwopster as well on Boston Lloyd. You guys can check that one out as well. So in this one, we're gonna kind of get a little more deep into it, and we're gonna kind of get talk a little bit about it. And um, we're in a very serious situation, I think. So, Rick, you don't want you um, get us started a little bit. What are your What are your first thoughts on it? Let's start there. You didn't get a chance to chime in yet.
1: I haven't really uh, done a lot of uh, watching or digging of the news. I wanted to discuss it with you first. Before I went out there and and asked anybody, from what i seen, it seems that he had been already sick with problems with his kidneys due to a research peptide. Guys, the way a lot of these peptides and experimental drugs hit the market, it's kind of like this, you know. Uh, somebody finds it, finds us. Somebody will make it for them, and goes and makes it popular. The way kind of boston tried to do uh, i don't know but uh what that's the only thing i know is i know that he had some yeah yeah
0: yeah that's what he blames but um yeah i mean let's let's be honest with ourselves that's not um you know that could have contributed to it but let's be honest with yourself i actually looked into that peptide it's actually called edipatide and you know it's a fat burner that's what they use it for. And it does have some clinical data showing it, it can cause some kidney damage. But, you know, let's be honest about it. You know, was it this solely that caused the issue? Of course not. It was, it was the other stuff, you know, it was a combination of of all the different things. So 29 years old to, uh, to pass away. Now, Dallas McCarver passed away at 26 a few years back. So... 29, you know, it doesn't really surprise me because if Dallas McCarver dropped dead at 26 and after his autopsy, we found out that he had cancer of all things. So this is how much damage is being done in our bodies when we abuse our bodies and we abuse our bodies, not just from things like peptides and not just from things like steroids or DMP. Or these other drugs, um, hardcore bodybuilding drugs. We also damage our bodies from too much food, being too big. You know, you don't see these big bodybuilders live a long time. If you look around, you have relatives maybe who are older in their 80s, maybe even 90s. You know, what do they look like? They don't look like a big pro bodybuilder, they're skinny. You know, they're usually the type of people, they're really calm. You know, they're not very um, hyper people. They're not, you know, they, they don't consume tons of stimulants. They don't consume tons of food. You know, they're, they'll come to the dinner, you know, dinner table and they'll eat a little, little bit only. They don't have really big appetites. You know, and those are the people that live a long, long time. But you know, big pro bodybuilders, you know, it's just the excess and the abuse of the, of the body. And we see it, it'll take, it'll take years off your life. It, it really will. So, you know, in this podcast, we're kind of going to get go over that a little bit. And yeah. And, and what you said, Rick was, was true back in October, 22, 2020, he was diagnosed with stage five kidney failure, but here's the thing since then, What has he done to mitigate the situation? You know, one of the reports that I've seen over the last couple of days that came out since I did the podcast with with Mobster is that he actually got a phone call from a doctor. And the doctor told him, he's like, look, your potassium levels are out of control here. You really need to go to the hospital like right now. And he basically told the doctor to fuck off. And he hung up the phone on him. So, I mean, look, this was the mentality of Boston and Lloyd. And I get it. You know, um, we all have a rebellious stage. Most of you listening to this are by nature going to be rebellious because you use anabolic steroids. You're not going to be a square person because anabolic steroids are illegal. No matter where you live in the world, you're going to have to use black market anabolic steroids, unless you're just using the handful of steroids. Like Rick, he spends time in Colombia. He can go to the pharmacy, get a handful of different steroids. But if he wants to take something like Equipoise or Trembolone or some of these other steroids that aren't available by prescription, you know, or pharmacy grade or human grade, whatever, you're going to still have to go to the black market. So you're going to have to still technically break the law. Even if you're in a country with more loose steroid laws. So you're listening to this podcast. You're probably already one of those people who basically tell authority, fuck off. You're not going to tell me what to do. Steroids are illegal. I'm still going to use them anyway. And that's kind of the allure of this game. And that's how people think, especially as men. That's why men Have to pay more for car insurance because men get in more car accidents, because men take bigger chances, men speed more, men drive more radically, right? So that's kind of the connection. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Got a question for you. Um, why do you think that today's bodybuilders, we talk about age as far as numbers, seem to at least some of the stars. Seem to be dying earlier on than, because, I mean, look, uh, uh, Ferrigno, Arnold, Zane, those guys are still around. Uh, Franco, Colombo died, uh, you know, he, he drowned, basically. <clears throat> I mean, we, some of those era guys, b- before growth hormone and insulin and peptides, some of those guys seem to, uh, to, to have had longer kind of lifespans. It seems that at least... Some of what we see, but it seems like the guys now are dying younger. What's your opinion on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true. And Arnold has talked about this already. Arnold wants to change the way bodybuilding is. He wants to get it away from the way it's turned into for that reason. And it's because it's, it's, you're being incentivized to abuse your body today you're being in steroid and steroids are a hell of a lot more easy to acquire in 2022 than they were in the 1970s. So, I mean, if Arnold had access to what we have access to today and he really, really, really wanted to be a bodybuilder and win Mr. Olympia, he would have had to do excess. So someone like Boston Lloyd didn't have those top 0.1 genetics He had probably top five percent genetics. I mean, his dad and mom were both bodybuilders, so he had good good to great genetics. He still looked pretty damn good, right? At his peak, you know, but he didn't have the top genetics to to finish in the top 10 at Mr. Olympia or top 15 or even get to go. He won a couple contests like the Contra Costa or something. He wasn't going up against Jay Cutlers of the world or Ronnie Coleman's of the world. He wasn't but the scoring, but you know, as soon as the judges
1: Uh, as soon as guys needed to stop coming in with a tiny waist, as soon as that kind of went out the window, then they got disproportionately huge. And if the scoring was that your waist had to be smaller, thinner, if the scoring was different, then Jay Cutler and Ronnie and all these guys would would have just never gotten that big to win. I think a lot of the, I think the problem really became the the scoring and, and rewarding the, the just guys that were just coming in a huge, often like using insulin and then really abusing growth
0: hormone. Yeah. I mean, in the 70s, you didn't have these types of physiques. Nope. that The Mr. Olympia champion, Samir Benut, 83, 82 or 83, I believe it's 83, but he he only weighed 195 pounds at his peak. Granted, he was a short guy like us. But still, he was only 195 pounds. Now you got guys our height who are close to 300 at the bodybuilder and, level. So it's and at like the that. end of the day, it was
1: it was kind of, you know, the judges reward that, and it's a and it's a it gives your physique a different look. There's a guy on social uh, on social, he's on IG that just kind of has blown out of proportion. He's a a bodybuilding guy. He he pushes natural living, raw meat, all kinds of weird stuff. He's gotten real popular. He's become almost a meme as of recently. And I've been one of the guys who says, look, this guy's not, it's not natural. And look, between you and I, Steven, everybody listening, not only do I think he's probably on, on steroids, I think he insulin might be his thing. You know, his, his extremities are kind of for his, for the size of his torso, his extremities seem a bit thin to me. And then he's got abs on top of a pot belly kind of weird. Like, your muscles, naturally, if you're natural, they're not supposed to kind of develop like that, no matter what what you're eating. And um, and it gives – so if guys are getting up there, they've got these kind of pot bellies with muscles on them that they can only get under control just for, for a few seconds when they're not breathing. The only way they can kind of get this, this waistline under control. And then, uh, you know, but – once you start rewarding that, once you start overlooking the fact that they're coming in really thick in the midsection, guys will continue to go that route, you know, and some so I don't know. It's 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 a different well, look.
0: Well, so that guy claim, is that guy's basically claiming natty, or he's one of those people who says, Oh, I'm just on TRT, right? Hell hell hella claiming natty, but he's got yeah. a really chiseled
1: six-pack, but it's it's an he does a lot of videos, great, great content. Yeah. I mean, he makes the videos very often. But when he does some of his exercise stuff, you can, his uh, walking exercises and things like this, you could see the abs over kind of like a real thick kind of gut. I don't know if that uh, has something to do with his lifestyle of eating raw meat and all that. But uh, definitely
0: it doesn't look like anyone I've ever known that's natural and not taking anything, you know. Well, the thing is, Boston was the opposite. Boston was very open about what he used. And what was interesting is you had to wonder, was he just making all that up? Was he really not really on all that? But now, I mean, you can look back and say, wow, maybe he was telling the truth. So basically, he's on 5,500 milligrams a week of of, uh, anabolic steroids, tons of HGH, tons of insulin. Basically, everything he puts in, every food he puts in his body, he wants insulin to be working to partition that food. He's also on ton of peptides, IGF, LR3, IGF-DES, CJC-DAC, taking EPO, taking DMP, taking painkillers, taking rec drugs, just throwing everything at his body. But the interesting thing is he didn't want to listen to his doctors. And one of the things the doctors wanted him to do was dialysis. And what dialysis does is it does what your kidneys can't do. So over the past year and a half, Boston's kidneys haven't been able to filter out all that shit out of his body. It's like clogging up your toilet and you you flush your toilet and the crap doesn't go. It just backs up into your house. That was what was happening with Boston. And he didn't want to get dialysis done. He wanted to cure this on his own. He wanted to be his own doctor, his own guinea pig. And, you know, the fact that he even made it to 29, you know, uh, fact he even lived a year and a half after this diagnosis with not listening to his doctor just shows you how invincible someone in their 20s is. Because, look, if he was 80, he wouldn't have lived longer than a week, you know, uh, at this rate with his kidneys in that kind of condition. So that just tells you his body really, really, really tried to survive. But that's what it takes to basically kill yourself in your 20s, really abusing the shit out of your body and not doing what you have to do and not listening to your doctors. This, um, it, you know, Boston strikes me as the type of guy, like many of you listening, like you, Rick, you know, you have this mentality too sometimes is I'm not going to listen to anybody. You know, don't tell me what to do. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Not my doctor, not the government, not my wife, not my parents, definitely not my parents. You know? So that's the type of mentality the these people have. And I'm sure his parents told him, his parents are bodybuilders, his dad owned the gym. I'm sure his dad's aware of the dangers of what he was doing. And I'm sure his dad talked to him many times and told him, "Dude." You got to cut back. I'm sure his friends told him, Hey, you got to cut back. But Boss is the type of guy, when you tell him that, guess what he's going to do? He's going to want to do it even more to show you, Hey, I can fix this. I can take care of it myself. Don't tell me what to do. I'm still I'm going to do it more. If you tell me not to do it, I'm going to do it more just to spite you. And that's the kind of mentality that we see with a lot of bodybuilders. And that's what's going to shorten a lot of people's life and we're going to continue to see this so i don't think his death is going to change people's lives so there's, It there's scared the shit out of me you know seeing these guys pass away it makes me realize wow you know i should basically not stack trend and a couple other things with trend i should really back off you go and get blood work done we see in blood work high
1: did you follow Lloyd? Was he on on any kind of uh, PDs in the last couple of years since his diagnosis or did he come off everything since he was diagnosed?
0: Uh, buddy, I mean, I don't see any any proof that he, he came off. I mean, for him coming off would probably be only running a he talked week. publicly about it. I, I don't
1: I don't I never followed him on social or anything. I don't really know much about him yeah. except he was with you on on, on the podcast with you and and some of the stuff he's done with Dave yeah I did
0: podcasts I interviewed him a couple times but this was this was before this whole kidney thing started right um but um I had um I I interviewed him a couple times him and Ariella his wife a couple times uh once once and also I talked to him you know off off the podcast as well so but since the past year and a half I have not Really followed him too much But I'm sure he backed off uh, he, he, of he
1: had to have I mean who's going to be battling Something like that and foregoing di- A dialysis Instead of for natural Treatment but Buddy when you steroids. when you have When That's you crazy. have
0: listen when you when you Suffer from bigorexia and you have This this type of issue just Losing a half of, an ounce of Muscle you know hurts you and the day of his heart attack, which looks like it was a heart attack that he had, which could, you know, was, could have and was likely contributed by his kidneys. Because once your kidneys, you know, your potassium levels get too high, obviously, your heart is going to basically give out. But the day of, buddy, he was in the gym. He had just come home from the gym. So he was still working out. Someone is not going to go work out who has been used to using gears of uh, grams of gear, they're not just going to magically stop using steroids and then continue working out. They're going to want to keep using it, you know? So I have to make the spec you know, speculation that he was on stuff um, probably some steroids, not a lot, but he was likely on things. And he, and he actually talked about being on EPO recently and EPO is a very, very dangerous compound. It's what endurance runners, historic, you know, have used maybe 10, 20 years ago. It was, it was very popular. Very, very dangerous, very, very much side effects, but he wanted to use it to help his with his condition, um, to help with his the blood and, and all that stuff. So um, so he was on stuff that was very risky even since the the past year and a half, because he's talked about it. So that that answers your question. I'm sure he was also on uh, different peptides, like the IGF-1. I'm sure he was taking growth hormones still. I'm sure he was taking different peptides. I'm sure he was taking different SARMs, stuff like that. So he was basically being his own doctor. And like I said, if the doctors told him, hey, you need to come off all this shit, he's going to tell the doctors by his own admission because he said this, basically, fuck off. I'm going to do what I want to do. So, yeah, I mean, there is there is such thing as bigorexia that exists out there. And when you have that condition, just losing an ounce of muscle is is crippling. You know, and so the fact that he was still going to the gym, if it was someone that I was close to, I would tell them, Dude stop So, he, stop so he
1: died So he died suddenly He wasn't like in the hospital Going away He basically He was just going about life Grinding it out And he had a heart
0: attack Right Is that how it happened That's that's what it looks like Absolutely Like I said He refused dialysis so that would, That's from the reports Yep That would lean More
1: towards Your theory That he was just uh, Trying to self-treat it And then Going about life as usual Yeah That's That's huh? see i didn't know when you hear kidneys this and that you think the guy was in the hospital for a few days
0: he had a an
1: issue hospital couldn't save him done but now he's still a big guy
0: you can look at pictures of him recently he was still a big dude when you're that big that alone puts pressure on your organs your heart your kidneys everything that alone puts pressure right so what you need to do in that situation it's become the norm to run blood work and have High blood urea nitrogen levels, be the BUN. So, so he—he's a question for you. He—he'd be an interesting
1: conversation for, for you and I to have uh, in front of the listeners. There, you knew more about Boston Lloyd's cycles and some of his dosages, or at least the stuff he he reported to be doing. Um, What did he do to himself, so different uh, to maybe to what you and I have maybe have done to ourselves? Because, dude. It's 29, I mean that's very very young, even if you do a lot to your body. Um, I mean, geez, you know, I could. I mean, it was the other stuff. So bad,
0: I I really I really have to suspect it was the other stuff. It was the these these experimental peptides, all these all these IGF peptides. He was on CJC. He was on two different IGF one IGFs. He was on tons of insulin, tons of HGH, and then you know these. He says, the, the EP, the, what scares me is the EPO, the DMP, the painkillers, recreational drugs, buddy. I mean, I, you know, I hate to, you know, I hate to say it, but it's almost like the steroids were an afterthought here. It was the other stuff.
1: Did he, did he ever admit to, uh, to rec drugs? Yes. Oh,
0: wow. yes. He's been on podcasts oh, wow. where he bragged about using different recreational drugs. And I don't know if that's from self-treating himself for the, from the pain Um, I know when I interviewed him years, uh, several years ago, he was talking about nerve damage. So when you start getting nerve damage from overtraining, you know, nerve damage is one of those things where it becomes difficult, obviously, to work out, but also becomes difficult to do simple tasks like carry groceries, like drive, like sleep, you know. So what do you do in that situation do you just stop training and come off everything and, you know, and let your body repair itself? No, you're going to basically stay and keep keep grinding, but you're just going to take painkillers. And then, you know, the painkillers turn into rec drugs. You you want to self-medicate yourself using those these opiates and all this other stuff. He, so.
1: Did he drink at all or was this thing other other drugs? Do we know that?
0: I've not read anything about him using alcohol. You know, you know what's interesting? uh, But it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Out of the
1: things that could change the way you you feel or you see things, right? Out of uh, mind-altering substances, alcohol is that one that just the amount you need, the way it processes out of the liver, it goes head-to-head, kind of makes damage from steroids worse, in my opinion because of what what of the way it operates but other things that you need a smaller milligram amount for an effect or or or, or, or the body gets rid of in in a different way uh bodybuilders seem to to do that and, and i i've actually known guys that they look down on on people that drank alcohol but then they themselves would do like some of like some of these party drugs ecstasy G- i think what is it called ghb what was that that date rape, date rape drug they used to call it the bodybuilders loved dosing themselves with there's it. It like a they made it illegal over the years uh Nubain also was another big one painkillers i never never quite understood that but the same the same bodybuilder you know guys fucking rip uh, saying yeah. oh, alcohol boozers drinking alcohol He'll sit there and do like, uh, like pills, or, or they'll do some of these other drugs. It's kind of a, um, kind of weird to me. Haven't you noticed that too with some of these
0: athletes? I've noticed a lot of weird things. Um, I've noticed. I mean, I, I. Bottom line is here from reports I've seen, he was basically he had an IV of oxy going into his body. So, and. Where is he getting that from? He obviously knew people that were hooking him up. So I wonder.
1: who. who had, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who had an IV of Oxy going into his body?
0: Boston. Uh, Oxy as far as like an opiate. Yeah. He was taking painkillers via IV, basically. How
1: How long ago was this? This was right recently before he died?
0: He's talked about it on podcasts over the past year or two. So he's been very active and, you know, doing podcasts. So he's been, you know, open about it. Oh, wow. That's interesting.
1: Huh? Wow. So he would have to take a a IV drip of opiates a couple of times a day, I guess, because he would have to take that shit off to go to the gym and all that if he was going to the gym. Right.
0: I don't, I don't know if, you know, how often he would take it, but I would imagine he's built up quite a bit of injuries over the years. When you're in that much anabolic steroids, to, it causes a lot of inflammation in your body and it increases your soft tissue damage in your body. So he probably had a lot of soft tissue damage, a lot of nerve damage in his body, a lot of discs that were herniated, stuff like oh, that. Oh, fuck, fuck,
1: dude. You know what I just remembered? I just remember those first few pictures of Boston Lloyd when he was a child, when he was a kid Um, and he started to go viral. Um, What over 10 years ago, he started to go viral basically because he was this kid who decided in in his late teens that he was just going to be a bodybuilder. He was going to take a bunch of drugs and was openly discussing it. And, uh, People told him, no, cut it out. What are you doing? And he fucking got huge. And he competed and he garnered a huge following because of all that. I just remember he was just a kid, bro. Wow, dude, we're, fucked. we're old as fuck. I can't remember. I can't remember me being already an adult in the game. I had a, my oldest son. I had already... I had already tried the higher dosages and realized (laughs) more side effects. Just, this just wasn't the lifestyle I wanted to live to be, to be huge and have to take a bunch of stuff. And I had already kind of reeled it back. And it's funny because when I seen Boston Lloyd coming up, I said, wow, there's going to be a whole new generation of kids that are going to go through their experimentation with steroids in their late teens in front of everyone on social media, something that I kind of did very privately on my own with people around me. And our kids are going to to blast that out to the world. And I thought, okay, well, he's probably going to go through the same process I I went through. He's going to, he's probably going to smarten up in a few years. He's, and I never really thought about following him. Again, I ran across him. when he did stuff with Dave Palumbo. And when you guys interviewed him sometimes and never really, he just, I, uh, I like, I like reading and following people that know way more than me, so I can learn something. I never felt like I could really learn a lot from him. I think, or at least his his knowledge. It was more like beef and shock value, and kind of like I'm mad at this guy, and you know that that kind of weird weird dynamic. If so, that guy said something about me, and that kind of stuff. It was kind of. That's kind of the only thing I saw around him. So I didn't really pay attention. But now that we're talking about it, I do remember when he made waves across the interwebs, you know, as a kid. I think some of the same, some of the first progress pictures were, were looked like at his gym or something. And he was he was a baby. He was just a kid back then. You, you remember that, Steve? I think yeah, I'm pretty sure you were around for that. For the first few pictures mm-hmm. the world saw of Boston Lawyer. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: what was well, he? What he was like think- 16, 17. How old was he? 16, 17, 18? How old was he? 16, I think he was more, more like 1920 because when he was 21, that's when he won uh contract cost. And that he got that kind of gave him a little bit of a platform. But you have to remember, you know, what made him get a lot of clicks from people and stuff was he was the opposite. Like the guy you were talking about earlier in the podcast, who wants to put up pictures of himself and make himself out to be the shit. And then he wants to convince you, yeah, I'm not taking steroids. I got this body because I'm so brilliant and I'm such a hard worker in the gym. He was talking about was, it as a kid that what was shocking is that he was basically
1: a child, someone we would, someone yeah. we would chase off the forums. If someone's so basically to forums, had
0: nothing to lose, it's yeah. just, I'm going to be as open and I'm going to talk about this. And stuff I'm
1: starting like, off with like top dose. I'm starting off with like Olympia dosages from the start. Remember that too?
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what got him. You know, a lot of followers right away. And then people kind of started saying, Yes, this is honesty. You know, this guy's being honest. So let's follow him. He's not denying that he, he uses steroids. So it was kind of a new shtick, you know, in the industry. And it caught on with a lot of people. But it was interesting is like so, social media didn't step in and put a halt to it. You know, um, but now they they you know, now they've done it his social media accounts are really have been taken down over the past, you know, year or two, I think, um, like I guess I haven't followed him for the past decade, but I know that over the past couple of years, he's, uh, his social media accounts have been flagged and taken down because of the inappropriate content that he was posting, like pinning himself with steroids on video and, uh, back, you know, those videos were up for quite a while and a lot of people saw them. So I wonder if the people who, you know, have been following him and following his dosages, which he's been open about and have taken those dosages, if they're now going to say, hey, maybe I should go get a full checkup and uh, check my kidneys and check, check how my body's doing. Because if you don't, then what's going to happen is your kidneys are damaged and that's going to lead to more health problems because if you're not able to filter out the waste properly, because your kidneys aren't functioning the way, the way they should, then other things are going to suffer in your body. You know? So if you did follow a lot of this stuff, that's what you, I I really would go see a specialist and get blood worked on and see where things are and don't just blow it off as, oh yeah, my my creatinine levels are high, my blood urine nitrogen levels are high. Oh, but it's normal. It's normal for bodybuilders to have high levels. Well, yeah, it is normal for bodybuilders to have a high level, but that doesn't mean it's a good thing. You know, so that's why it's important to come off everything, cycle these steroids correctly, take a break from the gym. I mean, go do yoga for a couple months. Go do, go get into running for a couple months, you know, just go do some jogging or something. Take a break from the weight room. You know, you're breaking down muscle, repairing muscle, breaking down muscle, repairing muscle over and over. It taxes your body. It taxes your soft tissues. It taxes your kidneys. Everything gets taxed. So, I mean, take a little break. Do like a year uh, where where you take a break from steroids entirely. Take a break from most of your supplements, You know, take a break from food, do some fasting, you know, all this stuff. This is how you repair your body. Instead of continuously throwing shit at your body to try to fix the damage you did, let the body fix itself. You know, stop throwing shit at it. And that's that's your best case scenario. If you were following some of the things Boston was doing and if you're listening to this,
1: if you guys uh, stop fixating so much on aesthetics on the way your body looks and you begin to focus more on the enjoyment you get out of the exercise and how you feel physically emotionally mentally from having physical exertion and and challenging yourself of to be better physically every you know more often you'll Get more enjoyment. You'll work out more often, and you'll take less drugs. And if you don't hyper fixate, if you don't get you know crazy about mental, about aesthetics, about the way you look, but you enjoy the performance that your body gives you more. I've uh, one thing i I think I think this benefit is benefited me, uh, Steve, and. I'm sure other guys out there are going to listen to this and and feel the same way. I get really bored with just regular treadmill uh, work, cardio, and and I I like cardio. So I'll either run tracks or I'll mountain bike. I'll go to dojo. I'll pick up, you know, a new martial art for, for a couple of years. And that'll be where I get my workout in. Like you get to go do things and your body will take you places and show you things when you take that drive and you, and you enjoy the performance your body has for you, you know, it's, it's, and don't fixate so much on like, Oh, I'm in the mirror. I need bigger shoulders, you know, abs, this or that, just to keep it under my clothes, (laughs) you know, most of the day, unless you're competing and that's where you're, where your journey's taking you, unless you're being a competitor, like a physique, I, IFBB, if the, unless you're getting to, to that realm. Yeah. Just kind of slamming juice um, over and over to kind of uh, look good and you're not taking it anywhere. Eh, maybe, maybe not the best. How about you get into a sport or, or two or three different hobbies that make you exert yourself, that challenge you, that you are, you're, you're living it. You know what I mean? And you could juice a little bit on top of that, but see where your body can take you. You know, you get get on a mountain bike, (laughs) have some mountains around you. Once you get up there to the top, you know, your body brought you there. There there are a lot of things you're going to see and you're going to learn about yourself on some of these trails. It's just an example, something I've experienced with, but there's a ton of other things out there. And just find... You know, find find that enjoyment of the performance, and then you'll 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 worry less about mixing what drug with what drug to get what percentage body fat, and you'll enjoy more your body performing in the environment and what's out there. You know, and, and like Steve said, take a break. You know, take take a break, take a break
0: altogether. Uh, yeah, you make a good point, Rick. But the problem with that. And in the problem in Boston's situation, many of the people who follow him, is when you start working out and you hop on steroids, you know, it's hard to work out without them. You see what I'm saying? So this is why I always tell people you got to put in years before you hop on the sauce. You know, this way you know what it's like to work out without the sauce. But if you hop on steroids at 20 years old, you've never really worked out. Without them, even if you say, oh, yeah, I've been working out since I was 13. I've been working out seven years. I'm ready for steroids. There's a difference between working out as a boy or as a teenager versus working out as a man. There's a difference. okay? your body doesn't fully mature until you're here. you you know, would you agree, Steve, that let's say
1: let's 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 have an example of like three different people. One guy's running is running as the majority of his thing He's doing. You know, he's doing trails. Now the guy's just weightlifting. Now the, the guy's doing, you know, jiu jitsu, little boxing, kickboxing, whatever, whatever he's got available to him. My opinion, the guy's running, the guy doing kickboxing, they're going to notice that doing too high of a dose is going to give them a hard, you know, it's going to give them a, a tense back, a shin splints is going to give them some of the effects that that are not conducive towards them being good at that activity. While the guy in the weight room, which is weight training, he might he might not feel any of it. He, want, he might want to use more sauce. I think, and, and it happened with me, I think going outside of just weightlifting and going into some of these other activities, you're going to notice that just steroids aren't really helping you. Maybe you're having real strength you can use in the real world. You know, you might start getting, you know, pumps in your back or, even like like me, I noticed when I would do a lot of mountain biking and I was on the sauce, my prostate would feel tender when it normally never did. Now, if I was not on steroids, mountain bike no problem. If I was on steroids, but I wasn't particularly going on trail a lot, uh, the, the, that those those weeks, fine. Mixed a little bit of sauce with with so even getting mountain biking into my life and wanting to go. On all of these, uh, on all these trails, these really deep kind of nature trails that you know you can only get there and come back from, and bikes really. In, in a then I ended up using less steroids. Same thing when I started doing Thai boxing, and it my lower back uh, began to cramp up from some of the steroids, uh, shin splints, things just muscles felt tight. I ended up using realizing i needed to i wanted to use less steroids for performance but then but if you're just weightlifting at the gym if you're if all you're doing is weightlifting at the gym and doing a little bit of cardio on the treadmill or on the bicycle yeah like you could do a thousand milligrams of steroids and think you're not doing a lot like you won't notice it that's just been my experience with it what, what do you think steve about, about what i'm saying
0: yeah i mean it makes sense buddy um you know, at the end of the day, you know, working out versus working out with steroids and taking all these compounds you're taking, it's just not the same because you're working out, your muscles are full, you got veins popping out, you get the pumps going, all this stuff is working in your favor. You feel like a beast. And then when you're natural, you just can't go back. So, I mean, it's just one of those situations where there's no way you're going to be able to go but to for like office.
1: running, But for like running a 5K or... Mm-hmm. To to that effect, you could you see and you've experienced it with steroids hinder that performance. And even if you're a big guy, but if if you're a big guy, big muscular guy, but you and you're around runners and you can't finish a 5k because you got uh exactly you know, that, yeah. that animal back pumps around that group of people, you look like like an asshole. You like, yeah. oh this fucking guy exactly. can't finish a 5k. Now, if you were in the gym you be the fucking man. Oh, I can't finish a 5k, but look, look how much I can bench or push. I think doing other activities in my experience made me or caused me to do less steroids throughout the year than if I would have just concentrated on weightlifting and and, and bodybuilding looking good for the, for the mirror, you know, my, I mean, it's just my experience, man, with it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's true. Like different steroids do different things for people. Yep. It's absolutely true. Yep. So uh,
1: what did you uh, learn or, or what, is there anything from Boston Lloyd's uh, passing Steve that is going to change anything in the way that you, you yourself treat your own body or in the suggestions you give people that, that you consult
0: and that, that ask for your help. So one of the things Boston told me when I interviewed him I asked them, you know, do you look at your blood work? And he told me, he, um, he said a great, this was a great quote that he said, and this sums the situation up to answer your question. He said, I don't want to get blood work done because I don't want to know what's going on in my, on my body. So basically he admitted, hey, I want to stay ignorant what goes on in my body. So my advice is, is guys, get the blood work done, get your lipids checked, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, all that good stuff. But don't ignore it, and don't be, don't have that mentality of "fuck the doctor." I'm not going to listen to them. You know, um, it, it's just not, it's just not a smart choice. Like if you get your cholesterol numbers checked and they're at 230, your total cholesterol is at 230. Okay, you know your cholesterol shouldn't be over 200, your total cholesterol. So you got a problem. You know, there's a problem here. Your red blood cell count is, is high. And when you come off steroids, it's still high that you got a problem, you know, and and if your liver values are high, your AST, your ALT, they're high. If your kidney numbers are high, listen, you got a problem. Don't be ignorant about it and don't be, don't act like, yeah, it'll just fix itself because it, it won't. It's not going to get any better. You're going to get older. The more you use PDs, the more the domino effect is going to come. So you really have to listen to your body in that situation. And you may have to do what I told you guys earlier. Take a full year off of steroids. Take some time off from weight training entirely. Just give your body a break. Because if those things are going wrong, then your soft tissues and your discs are going wrong too, right? It's all connected. And then, you know, you got to do some fasting. You got to take your support supplements. You got to come off, you know, some of these other supplements that are out there because your body needs a break. So you can keep taking your support supplements, but you really need to come off things like protein powder and even things like creatine. Just anything because you don't need an excess. You don't need BCAAs. You don't need excessive things, right? You're getting that stuff from your food. You get creatine from your food. You get BCAAs from your food. You get protein from food. You don't need to throw more supplements at your body. So you to give your body a break. Your body is going to is asking for a break. Give it a break. Let things come back down to earth. And when things normalize, then you can run a moderate, mild cycle down the line. And that's how you're going to keep yourself healthy and keep doing this long term. Like these guys, like you mentioned at the end of the show, like Arnold, you know, he's he's probably on a simple TRT dose, probably on some ACH a Good clean dose of HCH. He's probably taking. He might take a steroid cycle here and there. I don't know. He might take some peptides here and there. You know but that's all he's doing, and he's he's doing well. He's still alive and kicking. If Arnold was to drop dead tomorrow, you would be like, "Wow, he lived a long life as a bodybuilder, right?" So I mean, it's working. What these guys are doing, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, it's working. They're they're still alive and well and enjoying life and enjoying their family, you know, that's what you, what you got to do. So, I mean, that's, I think, think, buddy, listen, I think that it's kind of sort of been already
1: kind of really, maybe you could sort of consider it proven. (laughs) What did it go to all that to say proven that the steroids that we know and love from the 1960s can, can be done safely to a degree. Or guys are right now alive and kicking. We kind of know that already. The, the steroids that were approved, and we know and love from the 1960s, that there were many steroids uh, developed around that time. Very few were actually went through the trials, got approved. Eventually, got pulled off the market. Whatever. We kind of sort of know those can be done safely. Now, if you take those steroids that we know and love from the golden era of androgen hormone development (laughs) and you stack it with insulin growth factors peptides newer drugs anything else you just throw the fucking kitchen sink at it and on top of that you compete and then you add diuretics and things like that yeah i mean you you might not yeah you might have some serious problems and i think it's kind of what we're seeing now Hence the reason there's still a lot of the old school guys from who, who won the shows in Arnold's and Ferrigno's era. They're still alive and kicking and chilling. Even the guys from the nineties, late eighties, early nineties, for the most part are still doing live and kicking around, but you get this new, new era, this new sort of generation of bodybuilders and they're dying really, really early. It's, it's just weird. And maybe, Maybe my memory is not serving me correct, and maybe guys were dying in the 90s too. Who knows, right? I, I mean, I, I, I'd have to go back and look at some of my old magazines and read some, some articles about it. But it seems these guys are dying younger now, They're this whole new generation of guys. And I'm putting Boston in there because Boston did compete. He was both. He was competing and also uh, a YouTuber or social uh, a person. I don't I I mean I think those old old school steroids, a lot of guys have been able to dip in and out of using them pretty safely for many years. Adding and mixing insulin especially, is one of the reasons we don't really talk about it on the podcast. Or even hitting the the growth peptides, the, the growth hormones, IGFs, all that stuff too early on in your 20s. You know, I think it's where you get into. Into serious kind of compounding issues. What do you think about that, Steve?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I wish there was like a way to track this this type of thing. I think it would help the situation if we could track. But you know, we've seen guys. You know what's what's interesting is that we've seen a lot of bodybuilders who compete pass away. But like you said, it's not just them. It's guys like Rich Piana. Boston Lloyd, guys like that who are just social media people who have who do a lot right? of who who yeah. do
1: a lot of people like you, right?
0: People like you who have just you know you own a supplement company and you you know you're just a normal gym rat. You're not a guy who's competing or anything, and and that's that's the interesting thing about this. That's yeah, what I, find I, I tell you what
1: I, t- I tell you what, buddy. I I've never done the kind of. Uh, well, I don't. I, sh- I should say I currently don't do. See there, there you go. So, I currently and for many years I haven't done the kind of steroid dosages that these guys uh, describe doing. Um, and also on top of that, I've also not added a ton of peptides for and other kind of growth drugs along with the steroids and definitely have stayed away from recreational drugs. All of those factors compared to like some, a couple two guys you mentioned, Piana and Boston, definitely nowhere near those guys. I'm so much more conservative. Um, I've said on the podcast, how I like to experiment with my body. I got to tell you, man, I'm nothing as far as experimentation on self like what these guys describe. I mean, Boston Lloyd was doing a peptide that was pretty new to the market. I'd like to wait years before I'd mess with things. I like to know people that did them. I like to ask them a year later, hey man, you remember that you remember that, that new something that came out, this is years ago. I, you did Like two cycles of it, a couple of years ago. How do you feel it now? How, how, how are your bloods looking? How, how's everything hanging? You know, it's it's. I wait so long, but some of these guys, they they do them right away. They mix these drugs, they mix this, mix that, um, and they they talk about it openly on social. And it's interesting, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near the, that level of drug use, or I'm anywhere near that. Um, I want to say, I, I just I'm just not willing to assume the level of risk in the lengths of use the dosages and the things that these guys uh uh, do or at least come on social every day to say that they're doing you know
0: it's not not (laughs) not well i I mean that's my point that's my point because they're not competing so why they need to use all these steroids it doesn't make any sense they just want to have the image to you know work their their business in boston's case he was doing consultations for people he was doing coaching and in rich piana's case he was selling a lot of supplements and stuff like that so they want to give that um that kind of look and stuff but the good news is um regarding this is what do women want women aren't into that type of look women are into more of the brad pitt Look. And for the Brad Pitt look, you don't have to run 5,000 milligrams of steroids and DMP and EPO and all this other shit and tons of peptides and all this other crap, right? I mean, to get the physique of of someone like Brad Pitt, you just need to trim up, get lean, get, you know, lose a lot of body fat, which is going to boil down to your diet and doing daily exercise, an hour a day of, of daily exercise, fasted cardio. Time restricted eating, and then you can take you know a light dose of of, of an oral like Winstrol or Anavar, you know, like literally that's that's it to achieve a physique like uh, like what Brad Pitt does. Because women they're gonna go for that look. They're not gonna go for the big, you know,
1: meathead. you surprised look. how many guys want to look. You'd be surprised how many guys want to look big in front of the bros. You know how many dudes it becomes a competition. No, I'm not surprised. I'm like not, not.
0: Yeah, it's an ego thing. It's bigger, Xian, all that stuff. But you know, like whether you know you're looking, you know, you want to attract women, you want to attract men, whatever. In the yeah, flip and, side, and just, you know, with, with women too is the same thing, buddy. With women too is the same thing. Like most guys, they want a a, a yoga a yoga look, a Pilates look in a woman, you know, they want to look that kind of physique. They don't want a big bulked up female with veins popping out who, you know what I'm saying?
1: Speak for yourself.
0: All right, buddy. I'm saying most guys, buddy. I
1: know. I'm I'm messing with you. You know, uh, I got to tell you, you you know, what's funny about it, Steve? Like, okay. So if you get around other bros, other bodybuilding bros. um, Yeah, man. It's about them games. It's about. That size is about the weight you put on the bench. But then if you get out of that realm and you go to a a jujitsu gym and you start to work your way through the belts, you go to, uh, you know, get on on to running or any of these other activities uh, around those folks. Then you look you might look a little bit like the fool, like the big muscle bound bodybuilder guy can't perform at the same level as everybody else. It's kind of you know who you get around also goes a long way and what your motivation and your training goals are, you know you depends who who you're who you're around you know what I mean. It's funny it's funny how that goes but but yeah same 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 dude making gains you know putting breaking PRs on on the sauce in front of his uh, buddies at that at that hometown gym you put that same dude in in a group of other athletes he's just going to look like the like the muscular guy that can't can't do the can't do things or can't perform as well as the rest of us can you know and it's just it's, it's how it goes you know it's something something yeah. you have to you have to recognize as you go through this journey you don't want to put the blinders on and really think like just outdoing the couple of guys you you train with that's that's your soul kind of or that should be your sole reason for doing drugs obviously there's more to it than that right but like that's who you that's who's going to clap a little clap if you can put up a new pr or if you or if you put on some more mass just a couple of dudes you work out with don't condense it to just that understand as a broader it's a broader spectrum of actual physical performance that means something in 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 the broader broader sense you know
0: yeah, and I just want to, you know, finish off this podcast with, you know, um, Boston. I've talked Bot, you know, I talked to Boston off a very good guy, dog lover. Um, he had four dogs and one cat, as was being reported. So, I mean, that shows you what kind of person he is. He loves animals. So that tells you he had a, he had a really good heart. Really good. Um, he strikes me as someone who had a really good childhood. Uh, his parents, you know, probably they have a really happy household. And um, he was a very, you know, happy-go-looky guy. At the same time, he had something to prove. I got that impression from him. And I think that a lot of that has to do with his, you know, bodybuilding background. It's just in his blood. And he he would tell me that he's like, it's in my blood. It's in my blood. I love bodybuilding. He loves bodybuilding shows. He loves following bodybuilding, all that stuff. It's just the pressure. It's the pressure. And it caused him to, I think he got into the wrong, uh, listened to the wrong people when he was younger. Uh, Perhaps he didn't listen to the right people. And he kind of, you know, went off on this this tangent of I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. So uh, that's the danger of being young. There was a, uh, I talked about this when we did the, the podcast with Mobster. Um, he had a discussion with uh, John Meadows. Very, very kind guy, former bodybuilder. He actually passed away as well, but much older. Um, than Boston was, obviously, twice Boston's age, almost twice Boston's age. Um, I believe he was maybe 50s, early 50s. But it's besides the point, but um, he was getting in it with John Meadows and was telling John Meadows, I have a better physique than you did when you were my age. And John Meadows came back and said, you're not going to live to be my age. So that ended up being true. But the point of that discussion was when you're – and I get it. Okay, you know, you know, that's what's funny is that people with kids don't get their own kids the way their kids think. Like, I get it. I was 21 years old myself. You know, I was at one point 21 years old too, two decades ago. But, yeah, I was that age. I remember the way I thought I thought I was I was. Wow. I was ahead of everyone else. I was I knew, you know, I knew everything about. The world, and I knew everything about my profession, and I wasn't going to listen to anybody. You know, someone told me some advice. My parents told me some advice. I'm going to be like, ah, what the hell do you know? Don't tell me what to do. You know, that's a mentality when you're 21. Of course, that's the mentality when you're 21. And that was his mentality. And that's normal. It's normal to have that mentality. But he took it too so far, took it so far where he was even ignoring doctors who have been in the field and have had years of education in a in a certain field. How are you going to argue with a kidney expert who's been in the field for 20 years, had 12 years? of secondary education of, of post-graduate education, how are you going to argue with them on how to fix your kidneys and tell them to fuck off and hang up the phone on them? Like that, that was, that's out of hand. That's out of hand. When it gets to that point, it's out of hand, but yeah, it's normal. Rick has children and I'm sure his children give him lip on certain things. And that's normal for a teenager. We all did that growing up, unless you grew up, you know, like, you know, uh, with a dictator of a father who would beat you with a bell if you open your mouth. And even in that case, you would still rebel. You'd re- probably rebel worse if you did that, right? So, I mean, we all been in that situation, but Boston way, he took it way to an extreme, way to an extreme. And um, you just can't do that, guys. You're going to only benefit yourself if you listen to people, just listen, listen to them. You don't have to follow them, but at least listen to them and give them some respect and, and you know be open to what they have to say because experience does matter. Experience does matter. And you know we've seen enough. This may be the first time you've heard this podcast before. You may not be aware of all these bodybuilders who have been dropping dead, but I'm here to tell you we've done, Mobster and I have done over the past year, so many bodybuilders who have dropped dead, famous bodybuilders who have dropped dead, not just Joe Schmo in Omaha, Nebraska, who died in the gym. You know, these are I don't, real I don't remember
1: people. it being like this. You know, I, I, I read, bought Flex and iron magazine and muscular development uh, through the 90s muscle media when it came out of mid 90s muscle media, 2000. I was a big magazine um, uh, big magazine this shit, guy. you know, and you know I don't is? remember, I don't remember this many bodybuilders dying this often being talked about. I remember there were a couple guys that were involved in like murders and things like that in the 90s, and but I don't remember it being like this the, the way it's been the last couple of well, years. Well, one of Steve. the
0: things, one of the things is we're the victim of our own success in the in this in this industry, and what I mean by that is you can get anything. You can get any steroid you want, you get any peptide you want, you get DMP, you can get HGH, you get insulin, you get any other shit, just by a couple clicks of your mouse, right? So we're a victim of our own thing. Is that what we wanted 20 years ago? When we first were on these uh, bodybuilding forums, you were, you were on the bodybuilding forums before me at 20 years ago, and some of this shit you couldn't get. And now you can get everything. By with a click of the mouse using Bitcoin. Back then it was hard. You had to have shit shipped from Europe. And you know, it was expensive as fuck versus what people make. And now everyone has two jobs. Millennials, 50% of millennials have a side hustle. So they have extra income to go spend money on shit like this. That's and that's 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 what it is. We're a victim of our own success. You know, so that's, that's part of the issue. Back in those days, Rick, they couldn't afford to run all, all that stuff. In the '70s, they couldn't afford to run 5,500 milligrams of, of steroids and all this other shit. They didn't have access to it regardless, but even if they did, they, they couldn't afford to pay all that. You know? So uh,
1: one more thing I wanted to toss in there, Steve, I didn't want to change the topic too much or cut you off, but going back a little bit to the Boston- Lloyd situation. I wonder how early on he got the symptoms and how many years he ignored the symptoms for it's, you know, it's, it'd be real interesting to know that I think he might've noticed some of the side effects early on from these drugs and because he was part of his lifestyle, he stayed on that also. And, You know, would you agree with me, Steve? You know, would you also agree on on that same kind of note? Would you also agree with me that the shows where he had to dehydrate get pretty dry for maybe use diuretics and other drugs for? Do you do you think that could have also contributed to his kidney problems? Because he was. A competitor, you know, he was competing I I don't know how many shows he was doing a year No, he didn't do that
0: many shows But yeah, it would have contributed But he didn't do that many shows Um, So I I wouldn't say I mean, he hadn't done his show in so long So I
1: I wonder how Can't blame that I wonder how long side effects were showing up And he just flat out ignored them
0: Well, like I said He refused to get blood work for all those years Because he didn't want to know So I mean, yeah, that he was ignoring it by that definition, so you know, at the end of the day, he would have had um, a lot of issues. Now, I remember, Dallas McCarver died at 26. When they did the autopsy on him, they found cancer in his body, and he never knew he had cancer because he never got screened for cancer. So, if you're not getting screened for this stuff, and you're not checking, and you're not getting your heart checked, and all this other stuff, then it's going to catch up to you. You know, but the kidney, the kidney thing is very easy. I mean, any simple blood work for 70 bucks, you can get your kidney values checked. You can get your liver values checked. You know, you get your cholesterol checked. These are the red blood cell count, all that stuff. It's all in there. I mean, so it's right there in black and white for you to see, you know, if you choose to ignore it, then that's, that's your prerogative, I guess. You know, but if, you know, if I tell you, that you have to come off steroids for a year. Are you willing to do that? And the answer in this situation is no, he was not willing to do that. So then your body can't heal itself. Your body's just going to keep having pressure on it. So at the end of the day, yeah, this is a really good discussion we had here. Um, We're out of time. Um, Any, any final tips, Rick? I mean, you have kids. So, I mean, this news, didn't it hit you hard? I mean, I'm I'm more angry about it. When I first heard about it, I was like, I'm not really surprised, but now over the days, I've been like, you know what? I'm I was sad a little bit, but now, you know, I kind of fluctuate. I'm a little angry. I'm angry about it because you know, who who, you know, who was leading him in this direction at the time? These these idiots out there, and you could tell by uh, the people he was associating himself with over the past couple of years and doing podcasts with, these fucking idiots that he was doing, um, who were twice his age in some cases, uh, kept their their mouth shut. They didn't they didn't offer him any wisdom. He would have listened to them more than his parents or his doctor or his wife, right? He would have listened to some of these guys, but they had, were having too much fun with him. They were getting clicks. He was coming on their show, right? So that was more important to them. So that's, that's the part that makes me angry. We talked about it you know, on a pre-show. Sometimes this industry just makes me sick, man. This fucking industry that we're in makes me sick. The wrong people are the ones getting listened to and the ones that are leading everybody, you know? And that's that's the problem with, with bodybuilding, buddy. And that's why we're going to have more deaths and we're going to have less, more laws. We're going to have more laws. I don't want to hear people bitching about steroid life. We're going to have more laws because of this, which is going to hurt all of us. We're going to have more regulations, which is going to hurt all of us. And we're going to have a lot more deaths, you know, it's not going to stop buddy. So we're going to, you know, we're going to have more deaths. So that's just how it is. So any final thoughts, buddy on this? It's, it's sad and it's
1: weird. And it's odd to know that before this year is up, you and I might be uh, discussing some folks that would have died. Like you and I, both know that there are more dudes that are going to die from our industry over the next year. And and we know that's going to happen because it's been happening at this, just a really fast and alarming rate over the last couple of years. And it's, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, sad for his family. God bless him. Um, And uh, we it's sad to just know, Steve, you and I know that we're going to have more popular, well-known figures and competitors and people in this industry that are going to just that are going to die over the next few months.
0: Yep, we've had it all, buddy. We've had it all. We've had competitors die literally the night before the competition. Big time competitors. So it's 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 all over. So this was episode 464 guys. Uh, Definitely come on the forum. Let us know your opinion as well. Let us know how you're feeling. If you're sad, if you're angry, uh, a little bit of both the way, uh, the way I feel. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Evolutionary.org podcast. Take care. Talk to you next week.
1: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one guys.